So we should already well understand that our self-esteem needs and our desire for dignity and to feel good about ourselves is what drives everything that we do and think and feel and say in our relationships and our politics and our ideologies and uh, our opinions and anything and everything else. All right, so it, it is good when we, as we understand it, when we derive our self-esteem and our sense of dignity and our in our sense of in our positive self-image from uh, the the right sources. The best source is our decisions, our choices, our effort, our attitude, our ethics. If we can get ourselves to that point where we care above anything else, uh, only uh, as to the nature of our decisions as to whether or not we are being sincere and truthful in everything that we do, which is not simply saying, yeah, I stole the cookie from the cookie jar or not, but it's even something such as uh, our own efforts, right? If we said, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning at this time and go uh, for a little jog before breakfast and we don't do it, that's that's not being truthful and sincere. So it's keeping our own word to ourselves, even if we just have a thought uh, of a certain promise or a commitment, like I'm going to do this. And obviously it's not written down, hasn't been told to anybody. Being truthful and sincere means carrying that out or, or dealing with it and maybe nullifying it if necessary, but not simply throwing it away and saying, oh no, I never promised, I never said if we didn't, right? But that's the ideal source of our self-esteem. That's how we build ourselves up over a long period of time instead of, uh, as opposed to maybe repeating to ourselves, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, or listening to a CD which tells us uh, that we're so great, that we're so amazing and empowered and, and this and that. Uh, another alternative is to start as soon as we can to l- lead a, a truthful, honest, sincere life in everything that we do and focus on our ch- decisions and choices and attitude and effort and do so for a couple of years and build ourselves up and genuinely uh, feel good about ourselves in a way that nobody can take away. But uh, there's still, nonetheless, there's still uh, grades of sources for our self-esteem. So if we derive our self-esteem from having a, a very neat uh, room and car and clothing, that's uh, not as high level as the first thing we mentioned, but it's not so bad because then we're always going to be neat, correct? It's at, at least there's a material benefit. If we derive our self-esteem from, excuse me, uh, from uh, uh, eating very healthy, that's, that's at least that's a physical benefit. But let's say we derive our self-esteem from an expensive shopping habit. Now that's already can be problematic. If we don't feel good unless we're buying a couple of thousand dollars worth of Louis Gucci Prada. What else is there? Balenciaga. uh, Whatever else. The nice brands, right? If we're not buying a couple of thousand dollars worth a week, we feel like garbage. That's that's already problematic, especially if we don't have the money. We have the money, okay, but we don't have the money. Oh, now we have to take out a loan. Now we have to uh, 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 skimp out on something else that we need. We're not paying off our debt. Uh, we're not. We're taking money away from our kids. Now it's a problem. The same thing, obviously, more even more extreme, arguably, would be say a gambling problem. Why do people have a gambling problem? Is it because they want to have a gambling problem in order to have a gambling problem? No. It's because there's some kind of emotional benefit that in that case we derive from it. It makes us feel the way we want to feel. We're addicted to, to the thrill. We think the next time we're going to win, we can't stop. All right? So now we, we're deriving our self-esteem 
if we want to call it that, or our uh, positive uh, emotions, whatever, from that, and now it can be a big problem if we don't have the money, and people ruin their whole life, unfortunately, over that stuff, and it's the same thing, of course, for drugs and alcohol abuse, nobody does something in order to do something damaging for its own sake, people derive always and necessarily benefits from what they are doing, perceived benefits, and sometimes it's unimaginable, and sometimes it's horrific to even grant that but it is it's true by necessity it's true by necessity for instance something that was uh, difficult for me right is I was watching an interview with a, a very very big criminal uh, who was uh, killed many people and, and he was asked you know what's your motive and he says the the rush is uh, is unbelievable the, the the thrill of it so we say oh no he's lying he's just a bad person and he just means bad for bad sake but that's impossible there's, it may not have been that. He may have felt a sense of power and not pleasure of that sort. It may be it was because it uh, satisfied him in a, in a more deeper, complicated, psychological way, but it was certainly something of that sort, that it was a, a positive thing that was the compelling factor. It cannot be otherwise. It can't. It's not like we, we, we want to admit that or it's like a, uh, we want it to be that way. It, it, it has to be that way, logically. There's no other alternative. Uh, but anyhow, so we see that we have to be very careful as to where we derive our self-esteem. If we begin to derive it from, goodness forbid, of course, killing people, that's a big, big problem. But frequently, where we derive it from, that's not so extreme, but that is also uh, unacceptable or, or will, leads to our destruction is when we derive it from hate, right? So hatred is a perennial uh, human vice, as, as we know, and it has ruined the endless lives, countless lives, and it has also caused countless wars and countless beefs and conflicts and, and bloodshed and all of this. And it continues on to this day. So what really is hatred? So hatred is just a term we understand and we can name our dog or our cat hatred, right? Hey, hatred, bring me the bone, right? <laughs> we can name our kid hatred if we're really stupid, right? Hey, hatred. Uh, but uh, so just a term, but the concept behind it is that we are deriving our self-esteem from not granting that someone or an individual or a group of people are fundamentally good and they fundamentally mean good. And, we, and consequently, we perceive them as a threat to our conception of good. So there's many reasons that that comes about. On a personal level, it may the, the most frequent thing is uh, if we have beef with somebody else, if somebody insults us, right? So let's say that a coworker of ours, they um, were, were sitting in the in the in front of you know in the lunch room, and uh, we say, uh, "Hey, I, I hope that team uh, wins, right?" The, the sports team, and our coworker says, "Are you stupid? I hate that team. That's the worst team there is. You must be an idiot for liking that team." So now this person just called us an idiot. We don't want to be an idiot because that does not feel good. So now, if this person is a brilliant, wonderful, kind, uh, uh, saintly individual, and such a person just called us an idiot, well, that probably means we're an idiot. Because somebody who only tells the truth and all of this, they wouldn't, they wouldn't lie, so we're an idiot. Then we feel bad. So we cannot, this is not a, an option that we want to consider. So we therefore have to make it in our mind so that the other person is him or herself an idiot. Because then, an idiot called us an idiot, and if an idiot called us an idiot, then we are not an idiot because they're an idiot. <laughs> you get it? So then we begin to do what in relation to the person? Chances are, if we are just like, uh, just like about, 
just like nearly everybody, we begin to hate that person. AKA, we begin to derive emotional benefits, self-esteem benefits from ripping down that person and not acknowledging that they mean good fundamentally and that they are just an idiot because they called us an idiot and thinking that there's something deep and sinister there and uh, in combination with a blow to our self-esteem and then the hatred can go on. So now either the coworker can uh, apologize to us saying, I'm sorry that I called you an idiot. And in this case, depending on our own uh, self-esteem and ego and stuff like that, we may say, screw you. I don't want your apology. You called me an idiot. We're enemies for life. I hope you die. Or if we're a little bit on the softer, nicer side, we can say, it's okay. I forgive you for calling me an idiot. And now there's a little conflict in our mind because was it a sincere apology? If I forgive this person inside and it wasn't sincere, then I can be hurt because later they're going to call me an idiot again. And then I'm going to feel very bad. So maybe I should keep my psychological wall up, my defenses uh, against this person. Or maybe I should relax. Okay, let me forgive them. Okay, fine. Right? So we're we're in this this conflict is in our mind. But it's all centered, of course, around what? Around our self-esteem. Around how we feel about ourselves. So this is on a smaller scale. And it happens all the time, of course. It happens amongst coworkers and friends and family members and neighbors and community members. Right? Maybe there's two neighbors and one neighbor... Uh, built the, something or, or threw out, uh, um, I don't know, uh, so, some trash or the, the trash is on the curb and, and the trash uh, fell on the, the neighbor's property. So then the neighbor, one of the neighbors feels hurt, right? Or feels like their dignity is stepped upon, like their toes are stepped upon. So they, they go to the other neighbor and say, hey, you know, your trash fell the other day on, on my property. So then it's up to the, this uh, what's in question is the self-esteem of that neighbor. If they feel big inside, they feel good inside. They say, oh, I'm so sorry. What can I? Okay, the, what happened? Did you have to clean it up? Oh my goodness, what can I do for you? Well, there's a very good chance that they then feel their own dignity, step, their own shoes stepped on and they say, yeah, well, it wasn't my fault. Like it just fell. Say, well, so what? You should have been more careful. Say, you know what? Just, screw you. There's nothing I could have done. And the other person says, screw you. And now we have what? We have... Hatred, aka two people that are deriving emotional benefit from ripping the other person down, considering them to be a force of darkness, considering them to be a threat to one's self-esteem. Now, going upward from there, there's, of course, even worse cases of hatred. So, for instance, uh, if a person, we, we, we type things or, or we categorize things in a very naive, childish way. So, for instance, it could be that we, um, we're in a relationship with somebody from place X, without naming any specific places, right? Place X. So now we, it's a bet, the, the relationship went sour and, and uh, we hate this person, right? So, but now the, our only thing, the only thing we know about place X is that the person we hate, who we, we need to hate to feel good about ourselves, they're from place X. So now what do we do? We hate place X because <laughs> we have that association. Each time we think of place X, we think, oh, that's that place where that person that I don't like is from. But, that, that the relationship went bad with, right? So we're able to do this kind of naive, ridiculous stuff because naive because not true, right? Not because the, uh, we're saying it's naive to say it's naive. It's not true. That what's true is that Town X has potentially thousands of people, maybe tens of thousands, maybe millions of people living there. It's a, bit, it's a country, for example, and uh, they have absolutely nothing to do with you and the other person, 
Okay, in, well, maybe there's a situation we can think up, like uh, in some of these uh, old myths, right? Helen, Troy, or something like that. But we're not. That's usually not how it goes. And usually, the, the people have nothing to do at all with uh, the people involved. So it's just our, our childish, uh, ridiculous thinking. Uh, so we say that how this what can occur then is that a person representing that represents to us a particular group for whatever reason maybe the relationship at work went sour maybe the a romantic relationship went sour we begin to find it necessary to hate this person to feel good about ourselves. now we generalize we abstract the category they are in so now we hate everybody that is like this person that looks like this person there are people that hate 50 percent of humankind there's people that hate women there's people that hate men can you imagine how, we, how it is possible to hate, what is it, 7 billion people, 3.5, whatever it is, billion people. So it could be over the experiences of uh, just a few individuals. Right? There's in the news, unfortunately, tragically, sometimes we see young men whose romantic aspirations are frustrated. So they go, and, and goodness forbid, a million times they go try to hurt women. They, they say they hate women. They go on a, a rage and rant and, and who knows what. Right? So how, how like, it's, it's inconceivable. It's inconceivable degree of stupidity. But this is how we think. We, we may find it in, to serve our self-esteem needs to hate 50% of humankind. We can even find in our self-esteem needs to hate 100% of humankind. Maybe we are, uh, you know, we, we're not so well adjusted to society and to other people. We don't really have any relationships. And we just have this one concept that there's them, the people, right? I'm, he, I'm me. I'm not a part of, I'm, of course, I'm not people. I'm, I'm myself, right? Like, I know myself. I'm comfortable with myself. I may, all, uh, may be that all I do is play video games for uh, 18 hours a day. And I may be... 300, 400 pounds overweight and, and be doing nothing with my life. But that's, that's fine because I'm me. I like myself. But the people, them, they all suck. They're all evil. So we can have this one category. Humankind, right? Uh, man and womankind. And we can hate all of them passionately more and more and more. But of course, is it then because we mean bad? No, it's because now we find it to our self-esteem benefit in order to, to uh, hate this group. A.K. all of us, right? As crazy as it sounds, this is unfortunately how it goes. Or it can be that uh, somebody feels intimidated by uh, somebody online, somebody that they know, so they find that they have a strong emotional compulsion to go and post mean and nasty comments. Now there's social media, right? So on social media, this person sucks, this person is ugly. There's people that are compelled to post things anonymously in uh, internet chat rooms and comments. There's people that are compelled to uh, spread around uh, nasty uh, memes on social media, cartoons about somebody, right? And uh, again, this is this is not a. We we want to shortly talk about how to get rid of this, and we see it's of course it's anything but desirable. It's extremely destructive and pernicious, but it is not because the person wants bad for its own sake. It is solely and purely because of the mechanism that we described which is that a person begins to derive their uh, 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 self-esteem from resenting a person, ripping a person down. Another mechanism worth mentioning here is that when we have counter evidence to our hatred, there's some interesting dynamics that go on. So let's say that we find it to our self-esteem needs to hate uh, person X. Maybe they're a celebrity, maybe they are a, a singer, an athlete, uh, a politician, 
right? For whatever reason, that uh, it, our psychology has, has maneuvered itself to the position where we need to hate this person. So now let's say that somebody that we respect and love says they support this person and they love this person. So now it's a, now it's a, it's a tug of war in our in our mind. Do we then change our opinion because we want to avoid what, what's it called cognitive dissonance? We want to avoid these contradictions. So now it's a tug in our mind. Should we stop hating this person and maybe give give them a second look? Some people find it within themselves amazingly, beautifully to do that, but other people they can't. They don't find it within themselves to do it. So they begin to hate the person that does not hate the person they hate, right? And let's say now it's two people, three people. So now it's a continual tug of war. Now let's say somebody fancies themselves an unbelievable judge of uh, cheese. There's things like that, right? People taste cheese. So they say, I'm the best cheese taster there is. But now somebody else said, this cheese that you said is horrible is really amazing. You just have a bad taste. So now it's like, huh, should I start hating this person or should I reconsider whether or not the cheese is actually bad? Uh, so let's say that we start, we start to hate the person. We say, no, 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 we don't have the self-esteem to, to reconsider our opinion. Screw you, right? You suck. Your opinions matter nothing. This cheese was awful. Now it's two people that are telling us this, three people, four people. Now it's again, it's that beef, right? And it could be to the point where there's a million people telling us the cheese is amazing, but we cannot grant it, right? We, we don't have the self-esteem to take a second look at the cheese. So now we hate all of those people. A million people we say are demons, are evil, are wicked are absolutely horrible. Well, more realistically speaking, this happens, of course, with public figures. Maybe there's an athlete again, like we said, that, that we really despise or a politician. And now we see there's millions and millions of people that uh, like the, the athlete, for example, or the celebrity. And now we say all of those people are wicked, all of them. Every single person that does not hate this person that I hate, they are all fundamentally different than me. They are all fundamentally wired differently to where they mean bad and there's something wrong with them. Right, so we see when we talk about it objectively how crazy it is, and it's uh, it's, it's it's insane. The problem here is, uh, is again, of course, it's, we only hurt ourselves. We can hurt the other person too, goodness forbid, <laughs> that's for sure. But we we certainly always, even if we do nothing about the other person, we hurt ourselves. We destroy ourselves. Hatred is one of the most pernicious, vile things that just eat us away, eats us away, and we become a shadow. Uh, of, of what we could have been and just the, we lose our humanity, we lose everything. We lose the capacity to love. It's a really ugly, awful thing and we really, uh, we, we're the victims. We're the victims of our own stupidity and our own lack of understanding and our own emotional uh, immaturity and, and all of this. So the question is how do we, how do we help ourselves? What's the medicine? Right? So the medicine is always truth and reality. It's never an opinion. It's never to... To say, oh, we just need to love just because it seems like a nice thing to say. It's only ever the truth. If it was true and correct, if we were able to uh, take into account all of reality and still hate somebody, then that will be the correct thing to do. Maybe there are some people that we should hate. Maybe there is uh, certain things that we should hate. But the fact is that this particular emotion can only come from one place, and that is when we misunderstand reality and mismanage our self-esteem. We cannot have this particular emotion in a different context. We can acknowledge intellectually that something is vile and, and not befitting the dignity of our species. For example, we can acknowledge intellectually that uh, thieves are hurting themselves and hurting others, and we can condone it, say, this is unacceptable. If, if we see our kids stealing a cookie from the cookie jar, we uh, criticize our kid in a, in a way that will truly 
help them. But to hate a thief, to feel that deep, visceral, eating away emotion, right? we cannot do that if we're understanding reality correctly. It's, it's literally impossible. Why? Because the actual reality is that every single person means good. As we've explained, every single person without exception always means good. People try to manage their self-esteem and their dignity and their emotions, and sometimes they mismanage it, just like we do ourselves, right? But we don't look at it. When we do it, we think this is, this is justice, right? This is the correct way. But when somebody else does the same exact thing that we're doing, then it's, it, it's very different, right? We, we hate somebody, but we say this is justified. It's because the person is evil. They're worth hating. Somebody hates us, it's never justified, no matter what we do, right? Never. It's amazing. So the reality is that we and everybody else always, <coughs> excuse me, always, always, always mean good. We never mean bad. And uh, consequently, if we simply keep that in mind and we continually uh, improve our understanding of that matter, all our hatred can and will, excuse me, in as much as we properly understand it, dissipate and go away. Because let's say that we really resent a particular athlete, right? They, we really, they're on the team that we hate and we just say, I hate such and such athlete. But if we really truly understand this person means good, that there's a way to be them, that's a real person. It's not just the avatar in our imagination. And this person 100% means good. They, they pursue their own success just like we do. Maybe they mismanage their self-esteem. Maybe they're a little bit too cocky or maybe they're a little bit uh, arrogant. They come across as arrogant. Not, we're not, we don't all have perfect character traits, right? We probably don't either. But they mean good. They mean well. How can we hate them? What, 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 what does that even mean? It's ridiculous. And let's say that uh, our coworker, again, they called us an idiot, but we understand how, how all this works. We understand people necessarily mean good. Our coworker meant good. They lost control. They found gratification in calling us an idiot. They got something out of it emotionally, but they mean good. How can we hate them? Come on. We cannot do no such thing. All right. So it, the more that we understand this, the more that we internalize that every single person always means good. We cannot ever hate anybody. We cannot ever have any kind of ill will toward anybody. But it's not going to then be because of an opinion or because that sounds nice or because it sounds like a... Uh, uh, you know, some kind of soft, nice, nicety type of type, type of thing. Oh, you should love everybody. You should uh, accept it. It's nothing like that. And frequently we see, obviously, that the people that, that are yelling and screaming the most, that we should all love everybody and that we should all accept everybody, they, they're the most hateful people because saying that is just serving some kind of role for their self-esteem, right? For example, if we feel threatened by others and we feel uh, insecure, we can... Uh, and we don't feel like putting up a fight, we can also simply say that we love them and that we, uh, we accept them, right? That's, a, that's another psychological mechanism. So here we don't want any kind of that soft nonsense. We want absolute cold hard truth and reality. And the cold hard truth and reality is what we said, that every person means good by necessity. So if we understand this cold hard truth, it'll be a cold hard fact that we cannot hate anybody or feel any kind of ill will or any of that garbage towards anybody at all. Now, of course, this is, as we said, not to be confused with rationally thinking about what we ourselves and on occasion as appropriate uh, uh, others do, right? So we can absolutely say, like we said, that stealing is, is not the thing to be done. We can absolutely say that it's not appropriate for somebody else to call uh, anybody else an idiot, including us. 
We can absolutely punish people. We can absolutely, if that's our job, if we're a judge uh, or something that, or a jury uh, ruling for punishment, right? We can absolutely uh, criticize people as needed, but we will never feel any kind of way about it. We're going to do it out of duty, out of really out of love. <laughs> to be honest, we understand somebody unintentionally errs. They unintentionally, they're a victim of their emotional immaturity, ignorance, and stupidity, as are we all, right? So... We, we want to help somebody out. We, we understand somebody's a, a victim of the disease of hatred and we want to, to alleviate their, their suffering so we can criticize them, we can yell at them, we can do whatever it takes, but we don't feel any kind of way about it and we are free from hatred and from vanity and from uh, or many parts of it and from jealousy and from conflict and all of these things. And that is not just a, a slightly better thing, that's a completely different existence, right? It's not like, oh, now I feel a little bit more at peace. It's a qualitatively, we can even say, different existence, right? If we adequately understand the necessity of positive intent and that everybody means good and we completely let go of any and all uh, animosity and all this, but not because of soft reasons, not because we read somewhere that it's good to forgive, right? Oh, it's good to forgive. It's healthy to forgive. Forget that. Right? Don't forgive people who say this. No, just kidding. But, but forget that. Not because of falsehood. Not because of spinning, spun up uh, uh, empty sounds. But because of the truth, right? That's always the solution and it's always the key. The, uh, the cold, hard reality, as we said. So if we are able to uh, internalize the cold, hard reality, it, our existence will be completely and totally different. All right? So it is most certainly worth thinking about. Thank you for listening. Thank you.